going now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome to uh, the Salem Midwinter Masquerade, everybody. Thank you for being here. This is exciting. Thank you. Hey, Justice the Wizard. Um, this is my first inaugural event by myself in Salem, and it's really cool uh, to do that. Thank you so much to the Hawthorne Hotel uh, and everybody else that has come to make this event amazing. Um, but yeah, so part of my, I guess, mission statement with the events that I want to run is uh, there, there will always be um, an educational aspect to it, and that's why this panel is here. Um, I regard uh, these four people as being um, very influential in all of their fields, and uh, that crosses from you know the mundane world to the magical. So I think that uh, they all bring something to the table that um, you know the kinds of energies that that will eventually influence people in positive ways to change the world. You know, so I want to <laughs> yeah uh, I want to. Um, honor those voices and give them a platform. This isn't even me about uh, it isn't about me talking anymore. You know, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna let you guys uh, or ladies or or however <laughs> um, depends on the day for me honestly. But uh, um, I'm gonna let you introduce yourselves. So, mm -hmm. all right. Hi everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm Laura Tempest Zakroff. I currently now live in Rhode Island. Just you know down. <laughs> need a passport to get over there it's not too far. Uh, I'm a modern traditional witch. I've been practicing for over, over 20 years now. I am an author, an artist, a performer, which includes dance and ritual arts. And uh, let's see, oh, another list. I have pets, we have four cats. <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you probably see all of them, which <laughs> I love them. And uh, so, yeah, I've actually, this is my third time living in Rhode Island. I initially went to RISD way back in the 90s and um, went out to California, came back to the East Coast, and then was lured out to Seattle, and I spent the last seven years out there, and now I lured my partner back here, because uh, real estate's affordable and awesome <laughs> community here. So um, that's, that's my little number one. Well, we are glad to have you back in New England. I'm June Jennings. Um, I am the event manager here at the Hawthorne. I started out in my path with the craft from when I was born. My grandmother came here from the Ukraine and she practiced gypsy magic from the time I was literally old enough to know what a stone was. Um, I was a solitary uh, witch up until a few years ago. And when I came to Salem to work, now I practice with um, a coven. We do British traditional witchcraft, so that's what I do now. I still do things on my own. Um, in my free time, I make I make candles, magical candles, and I um, <laughs> my biggest fan here. And um, yeah, I use the moon phases to, you know, yeah. <laughs> magical timing. Magical timing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more she can say. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Chris. I am from Salem, Massachusetts. I've been running Dark Moon Tarot for about 10, 11 years now. I don't, I don't know. Um, my grandmother came from Lithuania uh, on my dad's side and my mom's side from Ireland. So 
we get a really good blend of magic when it comes from a little bit of the earth magic and then also the psychic piece. So it's kind of interesting at family holidays when we all get together. It's like the dead show up mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we bring out our tarot cards for Thanksgiving. Um, so um, that kind of uh, set the foundation for how I am now. I'm a little bit of this and I'm a little bit of that because we're, <laughs> we cross over and it's quite, quite fun. I do a lot of teaching here. That's where I find my passion. Um, I like to inspire others because we all have it within. And so it's really amazing for me when I see other people tap into it and bring it out um, because it's all there. So that's what I do here in Salem. And that's where I focus most of my energy along with uh, magical herbalism. So that's really my passion. So thanks for having me, Justice. And yeah. I just want to say thanks, Justice, Justice because um, they've done a really good job putting all this together. I'm like... Walked in as a woo. There's <laughs> a lot going on. I tried. So, yeah. Oh, hi. 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 <laughs> hi. Um, so, my name is Aura, also known as uh, Lipstick Mystic, also known as Aura Lee, blah, blah, blah. We can go on. So, my, um, my history so, I've been doing hair and makeup for almost 22 years. And uh, I know, right? And then, um, I, so I come from a line of magical women but um i'm not gonna cry because it's early but my my grandmother was um oppressed and so the generation after her were really secretive and so it was a stranger who told me once and i went back to my mom and was like i was catholic school you know super conventional like catholic uh puerto rican dominican family blah 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 and then one day this woman was just like, you, I see the occult, I see this. I was looking at her like, you see in somebody else's life, girl, because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so then I go to my mom and her sister. It was like kismet. Her sister was with her. And so I was like, mom, some random lady was like, blah, blah, blah. And my aunt was like, <laughs> and I was like, my mom was like, I don't know what you, what? And my aunt was like, Can I, what's this lady's name? I should call her lately and I see her. Anyway, so after that, I was kind of like, this whole time, like, I felt so robbed, you know, but it was one of those things that needed, like, it was, it was like an egg, you know, that was developing inside and then, like, hatched when it was ready. And it took me a long time to come to that. I felt robbed for years. I was like, this whole time, I've been crazy. Like, I have these weird dreams, weird thoughts. Like, where is this coming from? And meanwhile, my grandmother was like, try. You know, so anyway, so once that happened, it just exploded really fast after that. And I just started tapping in and paying attention and listening and, you know, like honing in. And I'm so grateful for how it all happened. And um, that's really my story. Like I've always given uh, uh, given life to women and men and women, anyone um, through transformation, through beauty. You know, whether it was a lipstick, a mascara, just like that moment where they, they saw themselves and they were like, oh, my God, like, I'm beautiful. Like, this is my my magic, my magic mascara, my magic highlight, like whatever it was that would get, empower you, make you feel beautiful. Like it was my, I've given my life to it. And so the magical part is literally just tapping into a little more going a little deeper, like a little below the surface, if you will. And that's where I'm at right now. It's kind of like the marriage of the, the two worlds. And I'm just so grateful to you for the opportunity to chat about it with these amazing women. This is so cool. I, I'm amazed that we have this opportunity. So thank you all for being here. Um, and I like that you end on a really like 
heavy note about magic because the first question that I have for all of you, and keep it keep it to like sixty seconds. Or less, <laughs> uh, um, define what a witch is. Go. <laughs> for me, a witch is a weaver, uh, working the threads between the worlds and the details that intertwine all of us. And so it's the elements of the other, of spirit, and whether that is spirit from the other side, as well as spirits of place, animals, plants, everything within the world, and being attuned to that, to being able to pay attention to the details. I think being a witch is being in touch with everything going on around you, with seeing the signs and not being afraid to listen to them and not ignoring them. Yeah, uh, on the same lines. Um, I feel like we're conduits, and some people don't realize they're witches or use that label, but we're conduits for that energy that's swirling universally all around us, and by bringing that in and manifesting and creating change, you have that ability to do something really amazing and powerful, individually and collectively. Yeah. where do I begin? So the word witch, <laughs> I, for me, it's a manifestation of liberation. Like mm-hmm. it's freedom, mm-hmm. it's liberty, it's justice, it's, you know, it's <laughs> having your feet on the, haha, right? It's having, <laughs> no pun, but pun. Um, it's like having your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds at the same time. You know, it's like what's above is below. And it's this amazing harmony of earth, wind, and spirit cue music and then it's like you know it's like these this effervescence that is so it's like the bubbles in your drink it's like the hardest thing to capture but the most amazing thing to be a part of yeah you know i agree that's beautiful i'm like obsessed yeah Yeah. Yeah. well and i i asked that question first because you know in our community there's so many different variations there's arguments there's debates you know people have turf wars about it right so uh you know there really is no one right way to define it Um, I think except that it comes down to uh, no matter who or what you are if you are a witch you live willfully you know you live presently you know you take on that role that responsibility it's not just a title it's a whole can of worms when you open it you can't close it either Mm -hmm. that's real and we've all we've all taken that upon ourselves we couldn't help it I think so cool um, and also, yeah, I want to point out, this question wasn't meant to be authoritative answers. This is about seeing the diversity of what we are and what we do, right? So, um, so okay, we're witches, right? Um, I want you to all share with the audience uh, how, you, <laughs> how you have um, used your power to alter your reality to live uh, the life that you choose. How... Have you used your power to get shit done, as it were? So, I feel like so much of magic is deeply connected to visualization and working with the right brain. And as an artist, and I've been an artist pretty much my entire life, so when I create a work of art, it is manifesting something into the world. So if I'm working something out, I make a piece of artwork and I don't look at specifically as a spell, or at least I didn't for most of my life, mm-hmm. but particularly now that Sigil Witchery, one of the books I wrote, which is one of the ways that I create magical symbols, has gone out into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have done, so to move from Seattle to here in under a year, <laughs> actually we had a week to look at property, 
and get uh, pre-approved for mortgage and get approval on the house, I made a sigil for that shit. <laughs> and we got it done. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I don't often turn to magic. It's like it's not my number one thing to be like, ah, oh, because I think when you're already thinking about it and you already have your hands on the threads, you're mm. subconsciously already working those things. But sometimes you got to break out the big guns. Sure. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. And so that's one of those times where I'm like, I'll make a sigil for it. Yeah. And it happens. Good. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, I think that I used my craft to sort of turn my workplace into a place where all of my magical friends could come and be with me. So I used to work in Boston. I've done event planning my entire career and I used to work in Boston and obviously was in the closet, the broom closet, because you know, no one wants. But you know, you come to Salem and even though Salem is full of other witches, other people that believe, it took a while to get the hotel to sort of come around. And we had um, a change of general manager. And the general manager that we have now is, she's very open to it, um, to the point where I've taken her shopping at every <laughs> little witch store in town. These guys have all met her. She has a little altar in her office now, I'm very proud of her. But she is very slowly but surely, we've opened the doors to all witchy events. So now I think we have more than those than we do normal ones on those. Um, so I've managed to make my job really, really fun and magical every day. So it doesn't even feel like work anymore. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I've made it my office every Tuesday she night. She has, yes. <laughs> I love coming here. Well, that's the fun thing. You walk into the tavern now on a Tuesday night, and it's full of witches. Mm -hmm. and it's Tuesday night, mm -hmm. full of witches. Yes. 7 o'clock. <laughs> um, for me, I think it was tapping into the herbal magic that my grandmother used to do, and then the inherent intuitive um, abilities to empower others. That's really where I found where it worked for me. I would do a lot of events and I would read and you know you give people guidance but then you would see them come back the next two weeks because you know unless you want to hear and are ready for whatever is being presented you know as a, a, a path then you know you're not ready to hear it. So what I found for me magically which inspired me is started to teach. And when I started to teach how my grandmother taught me on both sides and share that with anyone. And everyone says, well, why are you giving all your secrets away? It's not secrets. We all have these secrets. It's just um, empowering others to you know, awaken those secrets so they, in turn, can do it themselves because we all have it. Every single one of us has it. Yep. Um, and that's what, where I find my magic comes from. Yeah. Super cool. Um, I feel like it's a bit repetitive because it totally like when the first time I ever saw my mom, like I ever consciously saw my mom do her makeup, I was like, oh, dude, like you're like a completely different person, you know, like, wow. And so I always thought that was magical in and of itself before I even, you know, whatever. But like I always found comfort in smoke. This is why I say about feeling robbed, because I found comfort in smoke, comfort in amethyst was the first crystal I was drawn mm -hmm. to, as in single digits. And so, but my mom was never like, oh, you're just like your grandma. No, she was just like, huh, interesting. <laughs> so, um, but um, the hair and makeup thing for me was huge. And then in terms of the crossover, I guess, was when I started doing like intention, meditations, and um, the first time that I like added crystals to... Um, if you guys come by the marketplace later, you'll see. But in my toner, for which I use for prep for makeup, there's crystals in it. Mm -hmm. And there's like, um, sometimes I, I don't use essential oils for face toner because I don't want to 
disrupt the sensitivities, but mm. I do a little crystal work in there. And so then I sometimes I have like my tarot cards or I'll have something where I can like talk to the person about anything deeper that's going on because you're in their space. There's very few industries where you're that close to someone that you're literally the exchange of energy happens, whether the person is open to it or not. Yeah. Like you're like soaking up all their things. And so then it really became what I I would say what was the most eye opening thing for me was grounding and protection work that I was not doing for a really long time. I can't stress enough how important it is to do that work because when you're exchanging all this energy, you're meeting people, you're touching them, etc. like not having that grounding, sometimes you take on, especially as an empath, you like take on their stuff and don't know why you're sad, don't know why you're upset, don't know why you're like going through an emotion because it doesn't belong to you. Mm-hmm. And it just attached itself to you. So I think in terms of getting things done, the moment that I started blending the two worlds and didn't think that they lived separately was when I was able to really find that reassurance that I was in going in the right direction. And then the moment that you can kind of put that stamp of approval on yourself for yourself, everything changes. Like it's you're unstoppable. Once you're like, oh, I'm badass. Mm-hmm. You know, like the moment that that <laughs> switches, you're like, oh, like I'm nothing can stop me, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Q <laughs> um, song. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> we needed a soundtrack. <laughs> All right. So you, some of you kind of touched on this already, but um, you know, take take your power out of the personal sphere and now bring it into the public. What are ways in which you have used your craft, or your craft has? motivated you to work towards a better world for all all people involved you know all animal people tree people you know <laughs> human people too so yeah but yeah yeah you should have a couple things to say <laughs> keep it under a minute uh, <laughs> uh, first and when I, when I brought my artwork to the larger public like Pantheon or big conventions is having people walk into that space and be like I see my deities, my ancestors, my spirits represented in this art, and it's not just this hypersexual, hyper-white, you know, kind of, look, it's more natural, it feels more like what it's connected to, and that was really powerful. It's like people feeling like they've gone to church, finally, mm-hmm. like, this is my church, here it is, and that is an incredibly humbling and amazing feeling, and I love creating that space and tapping that, tapping into that for people. Uh, also as an author writing books and really showing people how they can do it for themselves I think it's really crucial to be able to give people the skills they need to go out there it's not about selling books it's better of like I'd rather teach you how to do it for yourself than than be dependent on me or tradition or covenant or anything else like go forth be your own and the other thing that's developed in since 2016 (laughs) is is crafting these sigils that are best put under the social justice category whether it was the power sigil which is to recognize the other and all people and protect everybody you know whose human rights are being endangered to sigils for the housing crisis to uh, those who are being unfairly detained by ICE to the Preach. one that was just made <laughs> uh, to a burnout you know dealing with media burnout and everything that's being you know being assaulted daily just from the media and uh, and then this last you know, two days ago, I created the Freedom Sigil, which was like over 60 people on Facebook all put something in it so that we can get through the Senate. <laughs> for those who understand what's going on politically, but also it goes for everywhere around the world because if you're paying attention to the news, what's been going on in the UK and Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, you know, all of these different places, 
we, there are so many people trying to break through fascism and what's going on where you know the have and have not is dangerously out of balance yes so Absolutely. that's to get that out there and that people understand what they're doing as well not just like here's a sigil use it I explain how and what it is so that you can have that power and you can also alter it for your own means and make it a collective effort so it also builds community awesome thank you <laughs> thank you for your work thank too. You. yes yeah. absolutely um, I mean I don't think of buying as a greater good for the whole world but I think in the Salem community mm -hmm. there is a lot of sort of um, segregation in the witchcraft community in Salem let's put it lightly mm -hmm. and I really have a mission to make this hotel a place where it doesn't matter if you're a solitary witch if you're in a coven if you there's just no right. boundaries this this should be a safe place yeah. so that's been something that's been super super important to me and I've just been really proud that it's happened, especially this past year. It's just been, we've got witches, we've got vampires, we just, we just have everybody. And it's, it's been amazing, and I just can't believe I get to do this for work. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. been really, really cool. So one of the channeled messages that I've, I've repeatedly heard since living in Salem is, the world watches Salem. Mm. Whether or not they're consciously tuned into what's going on here, we the work we do here mm -hmm. uh, influences a lot mm -hmm. um, and a lot of like uh, uh, you know it doesn't always feel like Salem's at the at the front edge of the the thing but it is in a lot of ways and yeah. I think that the more that we recognize that the more that we can positively influence um, the the globe so mm -hmm. I think that I think that the Hawthorne is a beacon mm -hmm. you know and I think that here doing the work that you're doing inviting us to do these things in this space is very, very important, you know? And also, among even the people that work here and that have come here for, you know, normal events, it's creating a sense of, you know, they're not freaked out anymore. Right. They're like, oh, well, mm -hmm. you're a normal person. You're, you're nice. Well, what did you think? <laughs> right. You know, I mean. It's so true. Right? The, word, the word normal is so low. You're right. So, I, mean, I hate that Nobody's like, normal. normal. I'm like, it's but normal. I, it's just, I think it's also creating an education for them that they don't have to be scared to walk in that shop to buy that candle or to talk to that person or, you know, Chris is a witch, but she's also that chick that comes to the bar every Tuesday night, and they love her. Mm -hmm. You know, so mm -hmm. every two, not every Tuesday night, sorry. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just it's just creating an awareness and an education. Yeah, cool. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. Yeah, no, I think that's really um, a great way to put it because when I first moved to Salem about 13 or so years ago, I thought everyone was going to be kumbaya witchiness, <laughs> and um, it was oh, really, honey. it was really, <laughs> I was like. Here I am, which is, <laughs> and um, it was really kind of discouraging for me um, to see the competitiveness, you know, yeah. and um, and with that, it was discouraging in a sense where I'm like, if everyone just works together, girl, you know, have no idea that's universal law, you know what, I mean? what we could accomplish here, and so I was just it was it baffled me. So I went through a transition period of trying to like get through that and understand why that does not happen, and so that's why when I found June, she has the same vision, and we've been mm -hmm. trying to work that and trying to get people together, and I think it is you know making a difference, mm -hmm. um, but also you know I was in the Air Force, and so everyone's like you were in the Air Force, you know, and I am the most least military government 
person. But you know what I felt like? I felt like I was a plant. And I did a lot of internal change um, mm. while I was in there, um, especially with, you know, helping out at the Air Force Academy to get a circle mm-hmm. with some of the, uh, one of the uh, tech sergeant led the way. Right. But, um, and then also changing the mindset when you're in there. Because if you can possibly think when you walk, walk into a government office each day what it must feel like. <laughs> oh, I walk no. in with so much protection and magic swirling around me and pushing it in to swirl it around. Now I have my boss <laughs> who comes in and says, all right, okay, when is Mercury in retrograde? When, when are we allowed to do this? Uh, should we be having this meeting at this time? And I have my calendar and I print it out every first day of January we're back so that everything is perfectly aligned. And I tell you, it's one of the most functioning offices um, that we have and we work very, very well and everyone's like, what's going on over there? And so, and, and when you think about some of the people when you know they can't change, you think they can't change the mindset. But like you said, when they see normal people doing, oh, hmm, in this, I can't believe this. They'll come and ask, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I've been having this, and it would be the last person you would possibly think that would be in your office asking for magical assistance. And so right. that yeah. is what is amazing on the outside world: yeah. change when you think it can't happen. Right. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a question. <laughs> um, I, uh, so. I like the line that the revolution will not be televised. Yeah. So I feel like that is my mantra when meeting an individual. Like I'm like the revolution is the empowerment of the individual. Like if the individual is empowered and strong and feels like they can take the word confidence just keeps coming back over and over again. It's like if you have the confidence to believe that you can make change in your own life, in your neighbor's life, in your in a sibling, in anyone's life, then you, those are ripples in the pond. And so it's kind of like raising vibration one person at a time. And so when I host circles and stuff like that, I'm always like, this is the revolution. Like I always imagine we're like, you know, it's like the back room or like in, I mean, biblical, whatever, like the upper room where it was just kind of like, this is where the change is happening that goes out into the world. And it's that small circle of people that are like, you're awesome, you're fucking awesome. I love what I saw this and it was so cool and this was dope and like I love the way like you know sometimes when people speak and they finally break through something and you see it you hear their voice rattle you see their body shift and you're just like bitch you just had a fucking revelation (laughs) and it's like when that happens like you feel like that's your like that's my gift like I'm like this is that moment where you see that person empowered that person takes that same energy possibly passes it to another person and then the world can shift even if it's in small doses Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like affecting like the big picture is kind of like i don't know i don't know how to explain it you know what i mean i just feel like one ant it's like that rubber tree plant song i know that sounds (laughs) so cheesy but it's just about like a little tiny ant (laughs) linking up with its tribe and being like let's fucking do it and then you know, like, that's it like just empowering the individual and everyone gets together like fuck it flip the table burn it down yeah. i like how this is becoming like uh yeah, yeah. right like i'm here for it i'm here for the revolution people serious this is uh the time is now just kidding sorry june is like shut up take that shit to Take that shit to the competition. 
You would make a good uh, narrator for Drunk History. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. You should hear. You should hear me talk Bible. I'm like, and then the Isaac was like, we should, nah. we should do it together. Actually, oh I'm, here I'm here for it. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're we're gonna um, uh, do just like a couple of things that that self care. You know, that's mm-hmm. exactly what I'm what I'm trying to talk about. Is like, how do you recharge? Where do you find your energy? How do you uh, protect yourself from, from burnout? You know, you need, you need a certain amount of energy to share that energy with the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and in your own professions and in your magical life and how they intersect, how do you do that? So you put a cat on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> right. So mm, that's the answer. Yes. That's why we have four, so that you have to put the back on the charger. <laughs> <laughs> Let's purring again, it's fine. <laughs> this one's broken. It's not purring. Uh, so I think it's really important to understand that not everything directly has to come from you. And so many people wear their own batteries out. And I was talking about this the other week that the human body sucks as a battery. It's a better conduit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so making sure things that you're doing that it is not just all pouring out of you like you're vomiting out things. Mm-hmm. And so that's a bit of self-care in that process right there is to make sure that there's a receptive environment or that you have teamwork or that you're just pulling more from the environment. Is things in tune rather than trying to put a square peg in a round hole mm-hmm. repeatedly. Uh, I also find if I'm like frustrated, I clean. Mm-hmm. It's like this so Italian, Sicilian, Jewish thing. <laughs> <laughs> fix the world. First I will fix this room. Mm-hmm. Um, As above, so below. Yeah. Make it clean. Make it clean. And the other thing I do is, um, is just to change the dynamic. Yeah. So learn something new, um, do something like, oh, I really want to stay home and just kind of mm-hmm. get in a little ball. No, I'm going to go out. I'm going to call somebody up and I'm going to go check things out and change and shift my perspective so that I can realize and see outside of my little cave. Mm-hmm. The wine cave? No, my mimosa <laughs> cave. The mimosa cave? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, um, that's it. It's like we get, especially when you're, you're so focused on what you're doing, like, oh, I'm going to pee here forever. And, mm-hmm. You guys step on. Oh wait, this is important for those people, and it's right. important for that, and this does have an impact. And sometimes that's that also the recharge is to see that there are other people out in the world, and they are receptive to what's going on, and they're excited about it, and you're not just all in your head kicking yourself at the new moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I spend a lot of time here running events. I run the weddings, besides our magical events, and they can suck the life out of you. Yeah. So for me, what's most important is to just have absolute quiet for a lot of my time. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments of my day is when I just get into the car at the end of the day and you shut the door and you're like, oh my God. Um, the other thing that I absolutely swear by, and it might sound crazy, but I have this hematite bracelet that I feel like I'm going to die if I don't have it right now, by the way. Um, and it's just, you know, things like that. I have stones that I have on my desk that I just, I hold on to when I need them. Just you know, meditation, I try to do that every day. And I try to spend, I feel like one of the things that I do for myself that gets away from you is spending time with the reason that brought you to the craft. So it's super important to me, even if it's just a minute a day, to just go to my altar, light my candle, and just be with it for a couple of minutes. Yeah. And it always makes me feel better. Yeah. It always kind of recharges me. Well, right, and, and um, I'd like to add, uh, magical work doesn't always have to be dramatic. You know, sometimes the most magical thing you can do is light that one candle and say, hey, 
thanks. Yeah. You know, and move on. Uh, when you have more energy to do a big old, you know, dance to the moon naked, <laughs> sure, do it. But Which is at 11 tonight? It's at 11 tonight. Eleven tonight. Eleven tonight. Close off. <laughs> this is a pagan party. <laughs> June was like, oh God. <laughs> Just shut the ballroom door. June, okay. right. June not told my boss. So oh, she went off. It's fine. Oh, perfect. <laughs> we got this. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Chris? Uh, for me, it's going out into the actual nature and working with the herbs and connecting with them and uh, sitting with them. And, you know, we're all empathic in, a, in, a, in some sense. So sometimes we don't realize the emotions that we're feeling or the depression or the anxiety is not really ours. We're soaking it in. And for me, it's just communicating with the earth and going out sometimes, whether it be if I need the water energy and the salt or, you know, uh, going through the, you know, my secret spots in Salem, collecting my herbs <laughs> and talking herbs. to them. And yeah. <laughs> and, um, it, you know, and certain ones will call to you at certain times. And it's so interesting where I'm like, oh, I've never seen you on my trail before. And I look, and I'm like, hmm. And then if you've never seen it, look it up, and it's exactly what you need, you, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny how they all pop up. So for me, I always say get out, feel the earth, take the shoes off, you know, maybe not right now. <laughs> um, for me, um, it's, it's just that earth energy mm-hmm. and feeling it, smelling it, yeah. touching it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, I, my favorite thing to do is disconnect. Like I have to talk to people all day, every day for a living, and so I feel like if I can, if I if I can put my phone down for five minutes, I I made it. Like I'm like <laughs> awesome. But um, so in the morning, what I like to do is I have like this morning ritual that just like sets me up. I'll light a candle. Like I'll go to my altar. So I have a an altar where like my spirits live, and then I have another altar where I do work. And so my where my spirits live, like you know, they're little like space i'll light a candle i'll light an incense and then i get in the shower and then when i come out of my shower the incense has kind of filled my space Mm -hmm. so i almost come out of the shower cleansed into sanctuary and then i'm in sanctuary and i'm able to like i'm cleared and so i'm able to like connect i'll set intentions for the day i'll be like you know if i'm gonna have an amazing day because i'm gonna meet up with a group of people and be social or whatever the case like i can be like oh this is so exciting if it's a like i'll be very honest like preparing for this here with you guys i was like this is gonna be great you know what i mean like oh, this is gonna be fine this is gonna be fine you're gonna do great if it's gonna be fine and so it's like so i just you know i give myself those pep talks i tell myself whatever it is so like you know and then depending on the vibe i'm like do i need grapefruit oil do i need a little cinnamon oil do i need lavender like lemongrass so like wherever like if i need balance if i need a little energy if I need a little confidence, like reminder, like obviously I'm very, I'm like assured in certain spaces. And then when you break out into something new, it's you should constantly challenge yourself. It's like, oh, you always need to be like, am I good? My feet are flat on the ground. Like, let's roll. You know what I mean? So I think for me, just recharging is that moment in the morning. And I, you can light an incense as you go about your business. So even if all I get to do is light an incense in the morning, I just need, like, I, I'm into like a, like that holy smoke kind of a vibe mm-hmm. yeah and I, that's like my favorite recharge all the other things too like getting into nature and blah 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 but like if you know like i live i live i work in new york city like right. i'm very busy 
And so, like, if I can at least light an incense and give myself 15 minutes, like, I've accomplished so much. <laughs> right. You know? Like, I forgive forgiving yourself for not having time is, is important in self-care. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at with my comments. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I we, forgive myself all the time. It's like, it's okay. Like, you have time tomorrow or, like, make yep. time tonight or, like, you know. Yeah. Cool. So, um, site one, which magician, occultist that inspires you because fire shared is never fire lost. We are inheritors of a lot of knowledge and wisdom and tradition, um, even if, you know, that person lived thousands of years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So anybody, anybody recent, anybody ancient, someone who influences your practice. One. Just one, just Just one. one. It doesn't have to be the best. It just has to be one. I adore Evo Dominguez. Oh. Just makes me feel all sort of fluttery. Um, Amazing occultist, um, somebody who has been in the community for such a long time, has crafted the New Alexandrian Library, created events, is queer, um, just create a community. Um, But I will like to say, like, I like to look both ways. I like to look at the younger generation, see what the folks in their 20s and 30s are doing, and I like to see what the older generation is doing, because both are equally inspiring. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Just <laughs> I'm under pressure. Um, I think I'm going to say Maxine Sanders. Cool. Um, she obviously, with her husband Alexander, founded the Alexandrian tradition of witchcraft, which is what I practice with my coven. And I had the pleasure of meeting her at a tea in Providence recently, and she is just amazing. Mm-hmm. She's just spiritual, and she's humble and gracious. And just all the things she's done, she's basically devoted her entire life to the craft. Um, so that's pretty amazing. And she lives it every day. Yeah. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> See, this is really tough. I know, one. I had like seven. Um, I mean, honestly, whenever when you said that, I'm trying to visualize the first face that came in. It was my grandmother. Oh, cool. It's like, you know, because that's really, I don't know. Um, and then you wouldn't classify her as an occultist, but she not you know she I guess she would be a witch in a sense it's Rosemary Gladstar I, I just being with her and learning about you know plant medicine and herbs is, is just so empowering and um, very fortunate to have spent time with her at many events um, but my grandmother would be my first wow. that's cool yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. I wish I you know, astral travel go back spend some time but yeah. Yeah. Right, like with the notepad, like I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there's so now much I more. Know, I wish I, I would have listened when you're just, you know. Same. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um. So my choice is super unconventional, but I have been called to this person since forever. But my choice is Mary Magdalene. Yeah. 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 Mary Magdalene, like OG high priestess. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like definitely didn't get, <laughs> didn't get the. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reverence that she deserves right. and I feel like in my culture the reason that we see Mary in every rose bush is because it's mm-hmm. a call to the divine feminine yeah. like it's like La Virgen de Guadalupe La Virgen de la Fatima you know like all of these women it's just like hello you know what I mean like she keeps coming down like <laughs> you know and so Mary Magdalene was like my confirmation name the first time that I had ever bought a goddess deck my friend and I are like, this was early where it was just like, is this the path? I don't know. Let's find out. And so we shuffle, 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 pull. She pulled Mary Mother and I pulled Mary Magdalene and I was like, I'm in 100%. Yeah. And that's not the first, like, she is like legit my homie. Like, if I had to be like, this is my deity, 
this is my inspiration what would mary magdalene do kind of a vibe she is loyal she is right she's loyal she's feisty like she is no joke jesus was like yo i'm back girl <laughs> and it was like mary was there like okay i'll tell everyone um so it was like, See, yeah, me and the Bible. Me and the Bible are homies. Like, uh, yeah. So I'm just like, that's my girl. Like, she inspires me so much, and I think um, that divine feminine energy is kind of like what keeps me motivated when the patriarchy just keeps like, you know, beating you down. You're just kind of like, but the secrets belong to us. Like, they have this like outward power but like that real the moon that depth belongs to us and it's like it constantly gets buried under rubble but mm -hmm. that's why we're here mm -hmm. <laughs> so definitely <Right>. mm yeah <laughs> cool uh, yeah, I think there might be a couple of uh, Mary Magdalene fans in the audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so to, to end this is the note that we end on um, Please give, and no, no pressure, let it just come naturally. What is, what is one encouraging statement that you would make to, uh, to aspiring witches who get shit done? You know, people who just need that one last little push of encouragement to start doing things that, you know, we're doing. The authentic practice is the one that works for you. And anybody else is going to tell you that you're doing it wrong. If they have no way to tell you you're doing it right, then fuck them. Mm -hmm. But don't, because ew. Fuck them, but don't. Cheers to that. Cheers to fuck them, but don't. I don't want to follow that. Sorry. Um, I was going to say just believe. Believe what you are getting. Believe what you're feeling. Believe the signs. Just believe in yourself and just let it happen. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. Cool. Just trust it. Mm -hmm. Trust. Yep. I would have to say if you're not pissing someone off or if you're not, um, you know, going with the flow, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. Or there someone's like, why didn't I think of that? And so the first thing they do is try to attack you. Um, so, and so many. Yes, it, and it baffles me because that's not the way my brain thinks. Right. And it took me a very long time because um, it would take me down a couple notches when it would happen. But then I realized I must be doing something right because unless I wasn't, Nobody would care what I'm doing. That's the fact. We just no, were talking Lizzo, about that yesterday. Lizzo. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. What is that line from that sign? From oh, um, it's not don't my, be mad that I, it's not my fault that, that I'm, I'm making news. Out here. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, but it's not my fault. That yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, the one thing I would say is if what you're feeling, if it's what your passion is and what you want to do, if you get knocked down once, twice, you know, whatever, you know what, that's just signs that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, and it may be a lesson for you to switch it up in a sense, um, but it also means that there's, you're on a path that you're supposed to be doing something. Otherwise, if it's too easy, it's too easy for a reason, and it, it comes quick, and it ends in Cheers. Uh, right. Um, I mean, to piggyback, honestly, because I feel like everyone's answer was spot on. I just feel like it does not. This was the most important. 
whatever. I'm not going to even preamble. If they, <laughs> like, I can go on and on. Yeah. Uh, maybe, shut up. So anyway, if they, it doesn't matter if they don't fucking believe you. You yeah. have to believe you. Yeah. You believe you, and if they don't believe you, fuck them, but don't. You know what I mean? David. So like, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that was the most important thing for me. Like, acceptance and validation is a fucking at-home in-house job. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is the person that has to be like, you're fucking awesome. You're killing it. You're doing your thing. Don't get me wrong. When people acknowledge it, it feels great, and it should, and that's okay. But that is not the end-all, be-all. Yeah. Like, you accepting yourself and you believing in yourself is magic. That is the first step in like accepting your gifts is being like dude i'm fucking amazing and then the rest just kind of like falls in line because if you don't celebrate yourself nobody will like there's yeah. a fine line between arrogance and ego and confidence and i under- yeah. like i get it but like we definitely don't do enough of that self worth love mantra work like yeah. we don't do enough like you're fucking great you're fucking great. Like, you'll see me, like, do it pop, lock and drop it. Like, I'm so great. You know what I mean? And then I walk out, and then you're like, I hate your shoes. Like, have a great day. That's just how you have to do it. So, yeah. And I just want to really quick, sorry, I just want to say, this has been a fucking, an amazing moment. Like, you guys rock. I Justice, like, you were like, and you, and you, and you, have a seat and talk. Very cool. Uh, it, it's very clear in my, my birth chart. I'm a people connector. Like I bring people together, so I can't fight it. I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> thank you for being here. I want to, I want to wrap what you said about the inside job, you know, that validation coming from the inside back to what you said about, um, the human body isn't a great battery. So it isn't, it isn't. We have to draw a lot of physical external energy, but that energy is generated and I think that's part of the greater work of magic is to generate that energy from within to send it back out you know and then it comes back right absolutely Mm -hmm. so cool uh all right so um hopefully um you've had uh your fill of inspiration (laughs) and um get out there and get some shit done all right and enjoy the market and uh, the party will begin in a couple of hours. Thank you so much. Yay! Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have time to drink and change. Oh. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was so much fun. I was We should have time for 30 seconds. I'm not technologically Can I share a story? Yes. How did we do? How did we do? You did fabulous. I heard it fabulous. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be practicing.